Meow. Hi. Hello, friend. Hello, friend. How are you, friend? I am. I am here. How are you, you friend? You are here. I am here. We're all here. Uchikoshi's here. Uchikoshi's here. He's going to give us the thumbs up. Yay. If that's not, well, I guess I was going to say if that's not the image this week, then I'm sad. But like, I guess that's technically from the first one. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Oh, man. Uh, hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc, Al, and Ladyum. Hello. This is episode number 289. Mm-hmm. And we are going to be discussing the new I, the Somnium Files game, I, the Somnium Files Nirvana Initiative. It's a mouthful. It is. I do appreciate, though, that they made the A, the last A in Nirvana and the the I capitalized, so it does I again. It took me a second to figure that out because I was like, why did they style it like that? Then I was like, oh. <laughs> Nahone. Nahone. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the latest I, the Somnium Files game where the initiative is to get everyone into the band Nirvana. Yep. It's true. So we can all smell like Team Spirit and come as you are and all of those hits. Heart-shaped box. Yeah. Um, do you remember when we talked about the first I, the Somnium Files? Oh, you should have asked me that earlier. I just now thought about it. Blah. I can Blah. look it up real quick. Okay. Hopefully. We are going to talk about the sequel that yes. came out um, in June. 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 No results found. Go eat a butt. <laughs> found it. Yay. Uh, we talked about this game on October 5th, 2019 as part of episode number 147, where I also gave first impressions of a game called Love Live School Idol Festival All-Stars. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that was a whole different universe. It sure was. <laughs> That's no joke. Wowzers. So yeah, it's been quite a bit since the last I the Somnium Files game. Mm-hmm. So that was 2019. This is now 2022. When this game came out, like you said, it came out in June on the 23rd and 24th of June in 2022 for Japan and North America, and it's coming out in European regions on July the 8th. So. By the time you hear this, it will have just come out over there. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a delay on that, unfortunately, but but yeah, this is the new Eye of the Somnium Files game. Continuing off basically from the events of the first one. Yeah. Somewhat. Somewhat. Um, there is stuff, It also had like a stealth, um, sorry, I was going to say it had a stealth announcement. It just kind of like came out of nowhere. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Like I say, like there's some things that are referenced from the first game in here, um, mm-hmm. but that's mostly if you like you actually like opt into spoiler having, mode, having that stuff like talked about essentially because they're like, hey, if you play the first game, give us the answers to this so we know for sure, and if not, like, hey, it's no big deal, like you can still play this game regardless. Um, we we should have known we were getting into something crazy when it it went meta on us immediately, where it's like, hey, do you know anything about the original killings? Not you, Ryuki. You. Do you know anything about this case? You. <laughs> if you do, answer these qu- questions. I was like, oh, God, I don't know the answer to these questions. 
<laughs> yeah, I had to look those up real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but like right out the gate, just talking directly to us. Yep. It's like, okay, well then there we go. But there is a spoiler mode. But again, like very light spoilers, even in spoiler mode. Yeah, it's not like it's just like very blatant about everything. It's kind of just like, here's some just a little bit more info expanded upon and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this game uh, centers around two new protagonists. Newish. Well, as protagonists for these games. Let's okay, say. yes, yes, yes. Fair. As Date's kind of not around for a lot of this. Mm-hmm. But you get to play as a newcomer Ryuki, who is mm-hmm. another agent of Abyss. And also you get to play as Mizuki. His data. His new adopted data. Who is now older because she has scenes from six years in the future. Zera. So yeah, so fi- she's, what, 12 and 18 in yeah, this game? Yeah, something like that. Um, so you get to see, like, different points of view and everything and see how both of these different characters, you know, work within the system of the game and how they come to grips with this case they're both working on at not at different times, let's say. Yeah. And, like, how it, all of that kind of eventually comes together to form the mystery and the eventual solving of the mystery and all that sort of stuff. And of course, it's an Ujikoshi game, so it's going to be all sorts of all over the place and just wild and it take you places. places that you're not necessarily expecting. Yes. Let's see. Yes. Uh, Gameplay-wise, this is essentially the same as the first game. There are a few like new things that are added, like the the virtual reality things where you can kind of piece together a crime scene mm-hmm. and kind of get an idea of like how things were things happen there like that's that's a a new addition but it also kind of plays out in the same way that like the somniums play out in terms like you're just walking around and like picking up clues and then piecing them all together and all that sort of stuff i think the somniums worked a bit better in this one Mm -hmm. um and then we eventually in one of the somniums get like ace attorney ish where we have to like present evidence to counter what they they're saying or thinking yeah is an interesting dynamic dynamic mechanic that's the word i'm looking for dynamic mechanic there we go thank you for saving it hey that's what i'm here for um i'm trying to let me see if there's anything else gameplay wise that is new ish i'm trying to think of like what all we could talk about that's not spoiler ish um before we just go full on like we're spoiling things yeah, uh, there is a, a thing where you can wink sync with people, which is like a miniature oh, form right. of syncing that you get like a little six second peek into their brain. But it's, it's very limited in terms of what you can see It's basically like you can see like the person in there and maybe someone else you've interacted with. But if it's like someone you don't know they're talking to, like they, you won't be able to tell who that is or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like, it's not as, as deep and thorough as like the actual syncing are. And also like in in the... And canon, there's supposed to be, like, a time limit on how much you can use it. You're only supposed to be able to use it once a day, technically. (laughs) But you could basically kind of use it whenever you want, essentially. Yeah, as long as you move to a new location, you can use it once in each new location. Yeah. Um, But they make it so that, like, if there are two characters in the same location, like, you can't wink sync both of them. You have to choose which one you're going to go for. Right. Um, 
but yeah, technically canonically, you can only use it once per day, but mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I was going to say something else, and now I just completely blanked. Oh, um, a lot of the areas and stuff is basically the same from the last game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's like maybe a couple of new areas in there throughout, but like it is a lot of the same places you've gone in the first game. Um, there's a lot of characters from the first game that reshow up as well, along with some new characters as well. Um, and like one of them was a background character in the first one and became a major character in this one. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Because Amame was just mermaid in yeah. the last one, and she was the one that had the nice skeleton, remember? Mm-hmm. And now she's actually like a character that is friends with Mizuki and Iris and, and Gin. And there's also a whole wealth of like you know new characters that show up in this game as well. So you'll get to meet a Gen. whole bunch of new folks that have to interact with and get to know and see if they're shady or not or what exactly is going on with them including ryuki who is yeah the the second half of the protagonist line like yes. he's he's new we have to get to know him figure out what he's about mm-hmm. um that boy ain't all right that, that boy ain't right <laughs> there you go uh, <laughs> that's really all i could say without spoiling things so far yeah he also has a an eyeball partner like like Iba. they had with iba um, he has Tama, who is a very different kind of character than Iba, <laughs> let's say. Um, Both in terms of personality and appearance. I, I I do want to tell you, I don't know if you saw this trivia bit, but um, Tama was not designed by Pewter. Mm-hmm. But Iba was. Um, and they're like, yeah, a certain somebody helped design Tama. I'm like, hmm, I wonder who that could have been <laughs> based on people who work at Abyss and who could have made a character that looks like that and talks like that and thinks it's, like that. It's a great mystery. Hmm. No clue who could have been. <laughs> no clue. No clue. No whatsoever. Very Thanks, extreme Date. mystery. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of like the new stuff in terms of like gameplay, characters, all that sort of stuff. It's like, you know, it's a completely new mystery and everything. So you get all that sort of fun stuff. And I think that's kind of it in terms of what we can say without going into like story stuff and spoilers and all that fun jazz. Um, I can go skin deep on this until later, but like we get a new bop as well. Yes. Um, cause last game we had, um, invincible something rainbow. What was the middle word? Do you remember? No, I don't either. Hold on. I got this. I got this. I got this. I can fix this. Al's got this. I can fix this. I can fix it. But yeah, like you were saying, the Invincible was, Rainbow Arrow. Yes, there was uh there was dance numbers in the first game. There were also dance numbers in this game as well, because you know, that's just what you're gonna get with these games. Yep, yep. You're getting the song, you're getting the dance, you're getting the whole kitten caboodle. Multiple times and it's fantastic. Um yes. Half to Hole is a jam. Every time I came on, I was like, heck yeah, let's go. Let's go eat donuts in the bathroom. Let's go eat donuts in the bathroom. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'd do that. I would do that if I had donuts and the only place to eat them was the bathroom. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I love that song. And I'm real glad that that trend continues that we get like a, a like fun little pop song that we get dance numbers to. And um, I'm, I'm still salty about the reviews that I saw. They're like, there are too many dance numbers. I'm like, there are too many of you that exist in this world. Get out of here. <laughs> we need more dance numbers in life and less of this negativity coming from you. Yep. <laughs> Well, tell me how you really feel. Anyway, you want to go into spoilers? <laughs> <laughs> that, per that one particular person is going to re uh, listen to this somehow. They're going to know that it exists, and they're going to be like, wow, I'm really hurt by her. Oh. <laughs> Good. Oh, man. But yeah, let's dive into some spoilers real quick. Not real quick. That's going to be the most of this episode. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah. So if you have not played it, if you want to play it, if you, this should be your point to skedaddle. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, you're going to get big things spoiled for you. But big if you spoiler. are okay with spoilers, then like continue listening. This is the place for you. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, so essentially, this game is made up around this set of killings which are calling like the half body killings because yep halves of bodies are just showing up places and they're like how is yep. this happening there's like no blood around them so like they know that they're being transported there somehow mm -hmm. um like sometimes they're altered like the first one has like an explosive built into the body instead and of organs giant sign sticking out of them yeah, um, some of them just have, like, the organs, like, scooped out so that they can become, like, a suction cup and stick to things. Yeah. Um. So there, there are all kinds of different ways that this half-body shenanigans works. Yeah, so that essentially becomes, like, the crux of the whole of the whole game, trying to figure out, like, who's doing these, why are these specific people being targeted and everything, and later on just figuring out like how are these bodies ending up in like different places and also seemingly years apart from each other because mm -hmm. that seems very shady yeah yeah but also have like the same time of death and um you know they're they're fine everything's good with them there's no mm -hmm. no and no issues other than the fact that you know they're dead right and in half Which comes to quite the conundrum. Yes. That you don't figure yeah. out until the game's just like, oh, here's exactly what's really happening. And you're, and like, you're like, what? Oh, gotcha. I really want to replay it at this point and do it in, I guess, uh, sort of spoiling this, do it in, in the proper order. Right. Um, I really want to do that at this point since like I have the flow chart unlocked mm -hmm. so I could do that if I wanted to I wonder what it would look like in that in that case I bet there'd be a little more like little things you would pick up upon probably yes because obviously I think like there's going to be some stuff that like they have to like intentionally hide mm -hmm. the fact that things are the way they are mm -hmm. but you know, playing it in the proper way 
or the proper order, I should say, you're probably going to be able to be like, oh, okay, this is why this, this, and this is happening. Mm-hmm. And not why this, this, and this is happening. Right. Which I guess, like, so just to not skirt around it, because obviously we were talking about this in full, in the full breadth of this. Um, There's a point in time where, you know, you get far, far enough along where you've done, like, all of Ryuki's side of the the flow chart and everything yep and you're making your way through mizuki's side of the flow chart and just trying to figure out what's going on piecing everything together and eventually you come to a point where you're like you were essentially told like hey the flow chart you've been following isn't correct yep it doesn't tell that's not the, the story that's being told and then you eventually see how they basically the flow charts intersect with each other and you've mm-hmm. been bouncing, be bouncing back and forth between like the six years ago timeline, which was originally supposed to be just Ryuki stuff, was just yep. all six years ago, and then the future stuff was all Mizuki. But essentially, you've been bouncing back and forth between all of those, mm-hmm. and that's how the story has really been going on. Which I thought was a very interesting way and in, way to do that because usually, you know, with these kinds of games, like the flowchart is very rigid. Like you don't mess with it. It's, Basically, it is the you know the point of like how you understand the story and everything. You, That's how, how you, you know, keep track of things. How you keep track of everything, correct? Um, and they don't really get messed with like to this extent. Essentially, it's just like here's the flowchart. It's going to be that way. It is locked in. You don't have to worry about that. You're just going to be able to go back and back and forth and you know pick where you need to go and everything. And you'll you won't have to worry about it because you'll be fine. You'll know exactly where you're you're supposed to go on the flowchart, and all of that will make sense. Whereas this game is just like. We know you have these preconceived notions about like what a flowchart in these kinds of games does and everything. So mm-hmm. let's f- with you in terms of how these work and everything. Uchikoshi gonna Uchikoshi. Yeah, that's that's not wrong. I mean, he he knows the importance of a flowchart. He's used it pretty extensively, and mm-hmm. and many of his mm, like recent ish games. I yeah. guess. Past like all the Zero Escape games have it. Uh, the second eye, the Somnium Files, ha- or the first eye, eye has it as well. And yep. of course, this game has it too. Yeah. Um, and so he's just like, what if I take that thing that people rely on to tr- keep track of things and I just mess with everybody? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, as soon as I saw it happen, I was like, Uchikoshi. <laughs> Uchikoshi, you little butthead. What are you doing? I love yep. you to pieces. It's real good, but also it, once you see it happen, you kind of everything starts to make sense of like, oh, this is why this, this, and this is happening. Like why these bodies were ta- were supposedly coming, you know, six years later. It's like oh, because that wasn't the case. They were happening within the same time period. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like oh, it showed up one day six years ago, and now it's showing up again six years later. No, that was mm-hmm. the same time period. It was the same day essentially. Yep. So none of that was really weird per se. It's just your perspective of it was weird. <laughs> was altered, let's say. Right, right. It was a simulation. <laughs> Gonna reach uh, Moksha. Yes. Do the hand <laughs> signal. <laughs> a lot. Yep. I love that one part um, when you're talking to Tokiko and her office and unless you like view the symbol behind her, the only thing you can pick with her is like 
show me the hand signal again. <laughs> hey, can so you please see that again? Let me see I, that again. I just had her like repeatedly doing it, and I was like, yeah. she's like throwing throwing signs at me here. It's great. It's very good. Um, yeah, I thought that that whole arc also was like an interesting thing to utilize of just like here's this this cult that believes that the entire world is a simulation it's fake and you can basically find places where like the simulation's messing up and those are like places you can see the seams of it and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and like how they kind of play into that throughout the throughout most of the game as well with like you know the stuff with Ryuki and how like he's obviously going through some issues let's say That's and a good way to put it yeah <laughs> And how they basically try to, like, really play it up of, like, hey, maybe this is a thing that's happening. You never know. You never know. Hmm. Question mark. But, yeah, they're also, like, a group that believes in, like, like their whole symbol is, like, deals with, like, the number nine and everything. Like their their name deals with the number nine. It's very much as, like, hmm. as soon as I heard that, I was like, hmm, I've heard of this before. <laughs> I know this number. I know this number. Um, there's also the percent people. Which they really don't get into a whole lot. They do not. Which I thought was odd. Yeah. Like they're like a sub cult of this cult that is like just like a different They're angle. like they have the same they have like a different angle. They have the same like ideas and ideologies, but it's very like different where like they want to live here where the other people don't. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like they kind of just like don't really go into them that much because like, I guess in all, they they really aren't meaningful outside of like you know, the the main bad guy has like the 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 scar on his face that they think is like the the symbol and everything. But other than that, like they're just kind of like eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they don't really get a whole lot of attention. But that's okay. You already got enough bad guys coming at you by the end of this as is. So. Oh, there's so many bad guys. Yeah. So many. So many. Uh, quite a few interesting Somnium so you have to go through throughout mm-hmm. this game. Um, man, the Pokemon Go one is, is real <laughs> wild. So funny. Just man. You gotta go to the Pokestops and get some some Pokemon. Yeah. I forget what I forget what she actually calls them, but um you're basically collecting like characters from the the games mm-hmm. as your as your Pokemans. Yeah. Or you can like go find little plants and those are eggs. You have to rock around and wait for the eggs to hatch like you do in the in Pokemon Go. Kusimon. Yeah. Um you can you can get F. Press F to doubt. Not press F to doubt, press F to pay respects, excuse me. Pay respects, yeah, because as soon as you use F, everybody dies immediately. It's true. Yep. But it's also very easy to get F if you have Date. Yes. You just very you just show easy. him his show him the treasure and it's like, okay, I'm dead. Yep. <laughs> I will join. Yep. And then you just go you just blast everyone. Blast them. It's great. Beep, 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 beep. Make somebody pull out their their one wing. Yeah. God, <laughs> I was not expecting that. I was also not expecting that. Just get to the final boss, and it's like, oh, here's the true final boss. It's just, it's a one-winged character. Yep. Which also ties into the, the actual reason why that character would have that, but also it's just like, you know, 
Haha, <laughs> goofy Final Fantasy VII reference. Yep. Um, and in retrospect, the the Doctor Somnium uh, makes so much sense. Because mm-hmm. um, it's like, oh, hey, this is an interesting Somnium. Like, I'm having to take different pieces of people and piece them together and make a perfect person. Yep. To do this role. Hmm. Yep. Welp. How about that? that? How about that? Yeah. Uh, The quiz show one is real wild. Yeah, that one is intense. Um. I I legitimately didn't realize that the other person could uh could get an item before you. Yeah, I guess I was just slow, slow on the draw. But then like that one ends with like a a (laughs) Evangelion parody. Yeah. It's just like what is happening. Yep. Oh man. Well, and, and not a Somnium, but you said that there is a Fortnite reference in there's here. A Fortnite, they do the Chug Jug song. <laughs> <laughs> they have Iris do the Chug Jug song, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> Uchi Koshi, what are you doing? <laughs> Could not believe that. Mandy Wilden. Yeah, he he's he's a wild dude. <laughs> That's an understatement. Um, speaking of wild and, and and it was quite a thing. Um, I don't know if you remember when the first eye came out, but there was this big controversy because of Mizuki, um, like basically being supportive of LGBTQ people. Right. Yes, I do remember that. And then they're just like, hmm, what if in the sequel we just double down on that? <laughs> oh, you, you you didn't like that I was supportive of these kind of people? What if I'm supportive of all kinds of people who get hate like that? Also, I'm going to punch all y'all in the face. You suck. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yes, very good. Very good. Very, very good. I was like, well, I guess they're, they they took that criticism and uh, said, F- you. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> Like, well, this game is not for you, then. It's funny. It's very, it's funny. very funny. Um, I also like the Iron Chef Somnium a lot. Yeah, that one was good. That was so good. That's so good. Man. I, I did not expect that. No, me either. I was just like, wow. <laughs> I also love that Amame, like, every time she eats things, she's like, it's good. It's good. <laughs> It's good. And like Aiba's dishes just get more and more over the top and ridiculous. Like to the point that she summons like of the power of God. Yeah. It's like, what is happening? Heavenly dessert. It's so good. It's like, wow. That was so fun. Amazing. Yeah. Is... They really surprise you with some of these in terms of like how ridiculous they decide to go over the top with and in terms of that. Mm-hmm. Which is just like it's fun and good in terms of like how they do it, including the fact that they like literally put zero escape into one of the somniums in the sense that like Uru in his somnium, like Mizuki's like, oh yeah, I've seen people play these games, and like he it talks about how he played them on his computer. He was like a big fan of these escape room games. And, like, Mizuki herself talks about, like, oh, I saw a friend play this one about a boat and everything. Like, literally referencing 999. Yeah. But, yeah, like, that's the whole, like, there's the whole escape room 
Somnium and everything with his mm-hmm. and all that. Where you basically have to do a bunch of puzzles and puzzle everything out like you would with like a Zero Escape game, essentially. Yep. And like we both had like long notes about like <laughs> all of our solutions and how we were trying to figure things out that we got to. You got to see at least mine of that. Um, yeah, I don't know that you saw mine, but mine no, initially like, started you, I, off as handwritten. You only talked. You only told me about yours because obviously you would. You were further in the game than I was at that point. Right, right. So but I you told me like, oh, I had a lot of notes about this, and I was like, huh, because <laughs> I wasn't sure if you meant just like about the entire game or what. So like once you once I got to that one and showed you that, you were like, oh, this this is what I was talking about. I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. But it was it was fun because like you know just trying to piece everything out and figure that figure every little puzzle out but it's also fun when you go back to do that one and you have the answers and <laughs> music is basically like i'm just gonna take a wild guess but i think it's this number and i was <laughs> like how did you know that amazing <laughs> it's real good um i mean in, in that section as well like there's literally one of the solutions is 999 which is yep. like I almost went and did it like before I'd even gotten like the third number. I was like, what is this nine nine nine? But I I had to be safe to to double check and it was like, Oh, okay, that was actually right. Yep. That's what it is. But yeah, that was that was a fun one. That was really good. It was dark, oh, but it was fun. I was worried because I did that one like late at night and you weren't around. I was like, Oh no, if I get stuck on this, I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily there's like things in the in there where like they will literally be like, All right, here's we'll just spell this out for you mm-hmm. so you can get it. Or you can just be like have Iba like, Hey, can you just do this for me? <laughs> yeah. So like that makes it a little easier, but like it was fun trying to piece everything out and just be like, Okay, how does this work? How do I gotta fit these in everything blah 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 blah, and then eventually you get it and it's like oh okay here we go here's the answers here's the solutions yay da, 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 da. um i also enjoyed um kizuna's with the like giant storybook mm-hmm. that was fun it was clever you had to do the the shoe kicking <laughs> yeah the, the at first I, I didn't do it right at first because like I didn't do it right at first either because like you do it you do the first one and you beat her and I or like Mizuki's like maybe we shouldn't beat her yeah <laughs> so I was just like all right I'll just let her win and then she's like hey let's stay here and do this the whole time yay and, and I was like oh man we gotta beat her yep we gotta crush her that's that's what I did too I was like yeah. oh no what have I what have I done there's also little fun things you can do in each of like the somniums that are like a little bonus thing. Like mm-hmm. that are tied to an achievement, essentially. Like there's the one in um, Ryuki's where you can dress up in all like the goofy outfits, but mm-hmm. like the pumpkin head on and like the shoes and everything. Um, so there's like little fun things that like that that you can like find and do little hidden things that are that will, will, will reward you. And essentially, they reward you with like there's eyeballs, which are currency that you can go buy like concept art and little fun art that are tied to the specific somniums and there's also like uh outfits you can buy for Aiba and Tama that you can use when you go back in and replay stuff they'll be in all their their specific outfits and like it's a bunch of like random stuff of like you know here's like the specific character's outfits (laughs) there's like yeah helmets from like the zero escape games where you get like hey helmet q's helmet you can get a monokuma head yep which is just also you're like huh yep and just a bunch of other stuff like that. It's it's real wild and fun, especially when you go back and do those, and like they're dressed up like that, and it's real goofy looking. It's real good. 
Um, you also have a new feature in this that like you can talk to them in like their room. Yeah, they'll give you like advice. You can change their clothes there. Um, there's also like a Tamagotchi. Yeah, <laughs> it's real funny. <laughs> there's like here you go. You want to have a Tamagotchi that you can do every twenty minutes? It'll ask you a question and you get characters from it. Sure. Like in the middle of it, a really like important scene, things are going down. You're just like, hold on. <laughs> I got to check on, guys. the Tamagotchi. Guys. Got to answer a question real quick. <laughs> it's real goofy. It is real goofy. Um, like there is obviously a bunch of this goofy stuff in it because like it's a new Jikoshi game. There's always always obviously going to be goofy stuff in these games. Yeah. But like the main story itself is very like serious and everything in the mm-hmm. way that you would expect. Yeah. Um, but it does have these good goofy moments to kind of offset everything, so it's not just like super serious all the time. Grim dark. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, if you didn't have some of the comedic stuff in here, I think it would just be like, oh, this is really hard to get through. Yeah. Because it's dark. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's it's, it's dark in the same way like the first game was dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, like you know, you have serious things happening, and then. Date shows up in his tiny head and big body. <laughs> and you gotta God. laugh at that. <laughs> God. <laughs> Those scenes were something else. Yeah, they were so good. That's what they were. Made me laugh. Oh, man. Poor Date's lost so much of his life to uh, amnesia. Yeah. So much. Poor dude, losing more more time. Yeah. Um, which we had this conversation um off of recording, but I saw a lot of people getting mad about Date's appearance. Um, and I don't think either of us have the same issues as many people did. No, like it it makes sense and especially with how they describe it like you know he knows people know him by this face so he just wears like a, a mask to allow people to see him with that face so he's like oh, okay yeah people know who I am by this so sure why not why would I not just keep doing it this way yeah I mean it like makes I, it less confusing for people right and and I I had um I had some things that I typed out because I think about weird stuff a lot um i was like this dude is probably gonna have like some crazy intense like body dysmorphia too because like that's the face that he's seen for what six years at this point Mm -hmm. like that's the face that he knows that's the face that he's like established all these relationships with people with and then like one day he just has a different face and you know, how do you, how do you like reintroduce yourself to people like, oh, by the way, it's still me, but I just mm-hmm. look entirely different. Like that'd probably be a pretty big mind. F- yeah. But also I think the real answer to this is it makes it way easier for them to use this model because they've already made it and they don't have to make a new model for how Date actually looks. <laughs> yeah. Well, and um, I mean, they had that model, but. They did, but like it's just probably easier for them to use the one that they had for most of the game, the last game. Right, and you know, even though there was a spoiler mode, um, 
you don't have two versions of the game where you have two versions of Date. Like no, it's just it's just that that model. It, it's just that model. Like if you were to have a weird version where like he has his original appearance in the spoiler mode and like not in the then you have two versions of the game and you'd also have to hire DC Douglas for that one and like there's just a lot of complications. I'm like just suspend your disbelief for a moment, my friends. Yeah. This this is a game where there is also a man who runs around in like a happy mask because he doesn't want people to see his face and no one really questions it honestly like no one's like hey man you've you've got this this whole face mask thing going on what what's up with that mm-hmm. um and then you know he goes around telling people that he he and Dante have seen each other's buttholes so <laughs> yep yep normal things just normal friend things. It's how they bonded. Yeah. All friends just show each other their buttholes. Well, I guess that means we're not friends because you haven't seen my butthole. All right. I'm well, sorry. see you later. Sorry. Go. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that, that was definitely a line that I was like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? You did what now? <laughs> um. Which, speaking of characters, uh, I, at first, was not sure about Ryuki. Right. And I, and I, at first, was not sure about Lian. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and I ended up really liking both of them, even though there's still some questionable stuff with Lian that I'm like, mm-hmm. um, but, Like, in terms of how they were written, they're very likable characters by the end. Right. It's like, all right, all right, all right. Because Leon, at first, you think it's just going to be like this weird dirtbag guy like, who's probably not going to show up much. But then, like, by the end of it, you're like, yeah, this guy in his danger zone tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. He's just like, I lost my absolute mind when he's like, hey, let's do the dance together. Mm-hmm. Because I guess, um, spoiler alert, uh, he's in a becomes paralyzed after a, a, an explosion in a cathedral. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's sad that she can't dance anymore. And um, Leanne's been like really supportive of her and trying to like make sure she knows that she's cared about and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so like once they actually like get together and realize how they feel about each other, he's like, hey, I can help you dance again. And so they do the whole dance number and he does the dance for her. And it's fantastic. It's so good. Real good. It's real good. It's like, that's love. Get you a man. (laughs) (laughs) Like he's also just kind of like a himbo. Yeah. Yeah. He's just big dumb energy and i love it not wrong he just he, he likes to pick locks he's the master of unlocking he is the master of unlocking so good <laughs> very true yep yep he's 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 good mm-hmm. um which i guess it, is interesting to talk about with like the stuff with kizuna is that like they make her like a handicapped character halfway through the yes, game yes and it's not like she becomes like the butt of jokes or anything like that like they take a real like serious approach with like how she would handle that you know losing you know her legs and everything not like losing them but like losing the ability to use her legs and everything mm-hmm. 
and like how that affects her mentally and everything and how that affects like her relationships with other people and like how she how she views people and how like she thinks people are viewing her now because of all that like she worries that she's just like being a burden on people now and Mm -hmm. that people are just like staying around because they feel sorry for her and yeah I mean, like that would be a real type of thing that would happen with you. That like you have you have a mourning. Like you're gonna mourn that for a long, long time, and you're gonna struggle with the fact that like you know, are you just with me right now because you feel bad? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like Leon had to essentially prove to her that like no, that's not the case. Like I'm genuinely here because I care about you. Yeah. Um, then he had his like big stupid dumb letter that was hilarious he's like well i don't really want to read this but here we go and reads like sixth grade love letter it's fantastic it's pretty good (laughs) pretty good um yeah i just thought he was gonna be an absolute scumbag and he he's not a scumbag other than the fact that like she's way younger than him but and also just kind of like didn't take no for an answer to begin with that was a little problematic but I guess there's only a four-year difference between them. Uh, yeah, because he's 22, right? Yeah. And she's 18. When they first meet. Not terrible. Could not be ter- way worse. It could be worse. It could be worse. Um, it's not like he just Dante- doesn't look like he's a 22-year-old. <laughs> he does not. Um, it, it's not like Date's going after her and she's 18. Like that yeah. would be very problematic. Yeah, um, definitely. So like it's it's. It's fine. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he, he does. He's very persistent. <laughs> and that is a, that is a thing. And I can, I can, I can get past it just because like, I like their story quite a lot that mm-hmm. like it, in it moves past him just being like annoying and persistent about wanting to date her slash marry her. <laughs> um, that like he, he genuinely becomes like, somebody who cares about her rather than just like being infatuated with her right yeah um which is great um and then there's ryuki who um as i mentioned earlier is is not okay no he's very much not okay he's uh he's going through some stuff he's got some existing trauma already from six years prior to the six years ago events, mm-hmm. um, when his his brother died, mm-hmm. um, also his parents died mm-hmm. before that, so he has no family. Um, and amazingly enough, his his brother died by the like getting half of his body squished. Yeah, um, it's like well, <laughs> previewing what you're gonna be dealing with here, buddy. Um. But yeah, then he goes through like all the, the the serial killing things and he's he's already not in a good mindset. Um, he's a little unstable to begin with. Um, and then things just go off the rails for him. Yeah. Real bad. Real bad. Like there's a lot of scenes like even like in the past the past stuff, quote unquote, mm-hmm. of like that seem like we're like he's seeing weird things, things that are off and things that don't make a whole lot of sense and everything. Mm-hmm. And then like, once you see him like later on in like the Mizuki route, like he just seems completely off the rails. And I mean, they do talk about how like he has hallucinations. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And like there, there are times that he's just kind of like walking around like lucid and like seeing things and you're like, or just like, we'll be standing somewhere for hours. Yep. Not moving. And because he like, he, something happened to him and he just like stays there. Yep. Um, eventually, obviously there is a reason for all that, but like, yeah, before you understand the reasoning for everything, it's just like, man, this guy is going through some stuff. And also real big fan of my hero academia. Yeah, he is. Real big fan. Real big fan. <laughs> must a must be hero here. Um, he can be your hero, baby. Oh my god! He can kiss away the pain. Oh my god. Um. Or would you rather he be a? He could say he's a he's a hero that could save us. I mean, he does. He's not going to stand hero. there and wait. He says he is. He's going to hold on to the wings of the hero. Watch oh him god. as they all fly away. Oh my god. Is it the one wing <laughs> angel that he's gonna hold on to? Yes. Perfect. Um Yeah, so he's he's not okay, and then it gets like the TC purge situation and it's like, oh now you're really not okay. Yeah, so TC purge is essentially a virus that infects people and makes them see things that are not real gives them like a bunch of hallucinations uh really messes with their brains in sort of ways where like like i said they they basically see things that are not happening and they'll do a lot of weird and not normal like things that they usually wouldn't do Mm -hmm. and it's basically also led to a lot of like people committing suicide and all that sort of stuff because they're just like jumping off buildings because of why not and everything um i did find it interesting that like half of this game's subplot involves uh, a virus that could lead into a pandemic. Yep. Which I was like, hmm. <clears throat> Interesting. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, TC Purge is, is quite a thing. And so, like, I've read several things um they were saying like if you go through Ryuki's um story like you're actually experiencing some things in like the order that like he's how do I explain this um his interpretation of events as you're going through it is the same as what the player's initial assumption is um because he's just going through some um, I don't know if that's exactly true. Like I said, I have to go back and replay it, but um Right. There are moments where he thinks that he's six years in the past, like the the Ferris wheel bit where he's like he's in the number two car, he's gonna come down and there's nobody there. Mm-hmm. Um but six years ago he was in the number two car and he did come down and Ryuki took him to the hospital. Yeah, because there's obviously, there's a very obvious point in the game where, like, he gets infected. Yep. So, obviously, that would be the things that would, like, start to make his brain think things are different than what they actually are. Ooh, and he gets crazy eyes at one point. And I was like, oh, buddy. Yeah. You are not okay. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oofa doofa. I worried about him. Yep. Um... And I guess we've been kind of like dancing around it. There are two Mizukis. Yeah, that game. was uh, interesting because like you meet a girl who's like dressed in like raggedy 
cloaks, essentially. She has, like, a mask glued on her face, allegedly. NASA, NASA glue. Yeah. And, like, you don't know who it is because, like, they and don't really... And a voice really, changer. And a voice changer. So, like, they, you don't really know who it is and, like, you kind of don't really get a whole idea of, like, who it is because, like, they keep showing up randomly to help you. But also they, they, will, they, they shot at you at one point in mm-hmm. the stadium. So you're kind of just like, I don't know who this person is. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to help or are you trying to hurt? Who, yeah. who are you? What do you? What, what side are you on? Like you eventually learned that they were like part of the human experiments that the uh, Chikara had been doing on people. Um, which also you learned that like Mizuki herself was a part of that. That's why she has like the superhuman strength and everything. Which like yeah, sure that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, makes way more sense than the initial explanation, which was like there was a gene that ran in her family that like hopped generations. Yeah. Um, this makes way more sense. Yeah. Um, so you learn all of that and everything, but like, they don't really go into like who she really is other than that. So you're kind of just like left out in the open. And then eventually like once the, the mask breaks and you see, it's like, it's also a bazooki and you're just like, huh? <laughs> She's got the, the same scooter and same weapon. And at one point, um, I love that Mizuki's Mizuki Date is like, Hey, that's my scooter. She's like, I got it online. I got it online. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> they had a sale. Yep. The exact same scooter as you. Yep. On sale. But yeah, they eventually like just learned to like or you learned that uh this Mizuki had been like genetically altered, obviously. She was part of these experiments and the experiments they did on her like made it so like she has a lot of like heart conditions now, but she also has like what what is the other stuff she has? Um She's blinded one eye. Blinded one eye, so like yeah, she has a lot of like bad side effects from all the human genome experimentation and everything and like Mizuki Date was basically kind of taken from that and she became kind of like the more perfected version of what older Mizuki was supposed to be mm-hmm. um and then you also learned that like older Mizuki at one point lived with Kizuna yep because like no one would adopt her because she had all of these uh defects essentially and then the boss kept tell- talking about how she had like an adopted daughter and everything, mm-hmm. and then you eventually learn like, oh, this is the adopted daughter. Mizuki Kurenushi, is that her name? Uh, uh, we'll, just, we'll just call her Mizuki K. Mizuki K. Or BB. That's or BB, they yeah. They call her BB. BB time. BB. <laughs> but yeah, like it's all just like this huge thing. You're just like, what is happening? What? And, like, it basically ties in a lot of things that make sense as well, because, like, in the past, they talk about how, like, Aiba isn't with Date anymore, because the boss sent her on this, like, secret mission, and then you learn that, like, Aiba's with this version of the Mizuki, and they've been working on this case as well in secret, but also mm-hmm. you learn that, like, these some of these portions where you've been playing as Mizuki have been playing, you've been playing as this version of Mizuki and not actual, the actual Mizuki you think you're playing as. Right, you've been playing as BB. Yeah, so it's just, like, this whole wild set of circumstances that you're just, like, my brain is broken. <laughs> what is happening? And like her, her heart condition got worse at one point because Ryuki betrays Date, and mm-hmm. um, he he shoots her with a stun gun, basically. Yeah. Poor gal. I know how it is to have heart condition. Yep. <sighs> um. And yeah, that's the whole thing of like Ryuki's like basically held hostage because um the terror is like hey if you don't do my bidding i'm just going to 
explode Tama. She has a self-destruct now. And that was also the time when, like, Kisuna had been kidnapped. Yes. So it was basically like, oh, I'll explode Tama, and also, like, I'll probably just get rid of Kisuna as well. Like, yep. you better do what I'd say. He's like, Boy. wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's like, I don't want to, but I gotta. <laughs> um, which ends up with uh, Date getting rubbled. Yeah. <laughs> um... And Ryuki is very, very sad about that. Because he basically thinks he's, he he let Date die. Yeah, he's like, I led Date to his death. And that's why he starts, like, drinking heavily. And that's why he, like, when you supposedly see him six years later, he's just, like, a huge mess. Like, even more of a mess than normal. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, turbo mess. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Um, and so, like, the whole thing with, like, Jin and Uru, like, being... The same, but not the, the same. The same, but not the same, and fused, and all kinds of things like that. That was wild and... Yeah. So, um, like, the first, the first victim you meet is this guy named Jin Fure? Fure? He's, like, this, like, tech guy, big IT guy, whatever. Um, he's never seen in public, though. Never seen in public, but like he he's been chopped in half and killed essentially, and at least to like these weird vaporwave videos that are supposedly like mind controlling people and leading them to like getting kidnapped and all this sort of stuff, which is very weird and wild per se. But like you eventually learn that like also um, Shakara, the 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 bad doctor, and uh, Tokiko, the the nice 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 nice. I thought you were saying nice at first. I was like, she's not nice. No, the nice leader, they had a baby together, but like, Chikara didn't want her to have it, but she secretly had it. And then essentially, the kid was kind of like, had like, you know, tumors. Tumors on the right side of his body. So they're like, let's just take some of this guy and we'll just swap organs out and make our kid be perfect. Yay. Except for we're only going to. Switch out half of his face because he got a percent mark on his face, and so he just looks like a weirdo. Yeah. So they they found this kid from um Keys and his dad's orphanage. Yep. They basically kidnapped him because he had like a similar DNA match to Jin, and his name was Uru. Uru. Whatever his last name was. Somazuki. Uh-huh. Huh. Somazuki. Somazuki. Okay, thank you. I thought you meant mm-hmm. So Mizuki. I was like, what? No, no Somazuki is his name. Uwu. What if his name was Uwu and he just did the Uwu face all the time? And also murdered people. Yeah. So like they basically literally caged this dude up and hide him under like the under Jakara's a uh, research establishment, and that's where they basically just like take his organs and plop them into Jin and everything. And like this kid just basically goes insane and starts thinking like he he desires uh Tokiko's love because he thinks like that's his actual mom now. Yep. And just like starts just going insane and saying he really gets into the, the beliefs of nice as well, like thinking like, oh, this world is a simulation. I'm going to get I'm going to achieve enlightenment if I do these certain things. And eventually he's like, okay, well now I gotta kill these people. I gotta kill Jin because he took all my stuff. He took my body. Um, I'm gonna kill Chikara because that guy sucks, sucks and I hate him and I want him to die. I mean, that's and then fair. <laughs> he kills uh Komeji basically because um Komeji tried to blackmail him. Komeji tried to blackmail him by taking a body. Yes. Um, and that's why he had to die. 
Yep. And then also, uh, Uru meets uh, uh, but 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 what's her face? You know what's her face? What's her face? Amame. Yes. Because she, they find her, or he finds her when like he's trying to get rid of Komiji's body. And basically, he threatens her, but also he's like, "Oh, this is this is my enlightenment gal. The, She's the light of my life. The woman of the future. The woman of the future." I forget what he actually said. What he actually like, he he like the woman of my destiny or something like that. Yeah, something is, like is, that is how he words it. Uh, he basically just fixates his fixates yeah. on Amame. He fixates on her, and she also fixates on him because like, oh, you killed my dad. I hate your guts. I want you to die. Yep. So, like, eventually she finds out, like, where he is and, like, or he, like, he calls out to her and is like, hey, join me in this plot. We're going to do this, this, and this. And she's like, no, ain't happening. I'm going to kill you now. Wrench to the head. Wrench to the head. And then she cuts his body in half because, like, of the, the body cutters were down there where his his caged area was under yep. the, the Horidori Institute. And she's like, Bloop! does that. But also, like, Tokiko sees her do that. That's how she gets blackmailed into doing Tokiko's bidding, which is just like, Tokiko wants to chop herself in half and be like, I will escape the simulation. Put my body here. And it's just like, what? <laughs> yep. Yep. Confusing. So that's why, like, you know, Amame has, like, two different somniums. And, like, there's definitely, in the quiz show, you definitely see, like, the scene where, like, you know, she cuts Uru in half because, like, the blood splatter happens and everything. Yep. But, like, out of context, you don't know what that means or anything. Nope. Um. But eventually you get to, like, the the final Somnium, which is the one where you have to, like, present evidence to her and, like, tell her exactly what's happening. And eventually she'll be like, yeah, this is exactly what happened. Like, I had to, I killed this guy. But, like, you would do the same thing if you saw him and you, he killed your father. Like, f*** him. He deserved what was happening to him. Also, I hid the body um, in the freezer with Gin. Yeah. Whoops. Which is interesting, like, afterwards, like, you know, once you have, like, the epilogue stuff, like, there's definitely people who will, like, talk about, like, her and be like, yeah, I don't think she did anything wrong. Yeah. Like, she shouldn't have gotten in trouble for that. Like, she did the right thing. She stopped this mass murderer from, you know, wreaking havoc on this town and everything. Yep. Um, but also, she wasn't able to initially stop his uh, Nirvana initiative idea, so they have to figure out, like, how do we do that? Yeah, All so, right, like... There's a giant rocket. They keep talking about, like, the Nirvana initiative, and, like, it ties into those Vaporwave videos as well, and, like, if it's, essentially the Nirvana initiative is, like, they're going to load up a, a rocket full of the TC Purge virus and explode it in the atmosphere, so it basically falls down on tokyo and infects everyone with this virus so they'll all be enlightened and free of the simulation and everything yep um and there's definitely a lot of people that are still within like nice and like other like weird mercenaries that he's like hired to like help him try to push this plan forward and also just people who've been infected with the tc purge virus that he's using to help him do this and they basically have to stop a rocket from being shot out of the middle of the soccer pitch at the stadium yep where you start the game it's it's something it's real it wild is, it is wild and there's just like all of these scenes where like you have to fight through all these dudes and they keep getting back up because they're basically infected and they have no like understanding of like you know their pain receptors or anything they're just like let's and keep going keep going like, keep going he gave them like insulated clothes too so the stun bullets don't work as well mm -hmm. yeah so it's just all of that, and then, like, 
you have to keep trying to fight through them and fight through them and fight through them. And then eventually, like, your pals show up in the back of, a like, an army jeep. Kizuna gets a rail gun! Or she gets a Gatling gun. Oh, Gatling gun, sorry. <laughs> Which is really good. She's just sitting there in her wheelchair with a Gatling gun. It's like, eat lead, mother It's so good! <laughs> so good! While Iris is just back there cheering her like, on. <laughs> and Ota and his mullet is driving this thing around. <laughs> Yeah, how have we not mentioned the fact that Oda has a mullet? It's bad, but also, it's like, bad. he's a dumb character, so it fits him having just a terrible hairstyle. I I love Ota, and I also am just like, Ota, why? Yeah. Um, Iris's new outfit is also terrible. It's, it's something. Um, and I love that her hair and Mizuki's hair and Amame's hair just, like, glitch out a lot. Yeah. Go all over the place. Um, also, MoMA is just kind of like, oh my god, I've had like a sexual awakening here while watching Kizuna with the Gatling gun. <laughs> He's it's just funny like, whoa. Like, they, they, get, they get basically all the other like side characters together to come help um, Mizuki, Bibi, Ryuki, and Date. Yep. Um, and they basically go to Mame and they're just like, hey, or they go to uh, MoMA. And they go, they're like, hey, can you help us out? He's like, I got some stuff for you guys. Don't worry. <laughs> here's <laughs> some you. guns. Here's here's this truck. <laughs> I love that, like, at one point, you're talking to him. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I got everything together. And then we, when we had to figure out who to drive, it's like, I know a guy. It's like, and you picked Ota? <laughs> he did well. <laughs> he did. He did great. Ota did great. It was just funny that he's just like, I know a guy. It's like. You you run a Yakuza family, and the person you pick to drive this military vehicle is Ota. I like the idea of them just, like, talking while they're, like, at the agency waiting for Iris, because they would do that. It's just, like, somehow the idea of him driving really well came up, and he's like, I'm going to make a mental note of that. Right, right. <laughs> just in case I need this one day. Oh, good. It's so good. It's real wild. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, like you eventually are able to stop it, because, like, you're able to shoot your scooter up into the air <laughs> and blow it bomb. up. Which is real wild. And then everyone thinks Ryuki dies, but he got like shot in the side. I was just like, this guy isn't dead. Yeah, he's not dead. He's fine. Date was real sad about it, though. Yeah. He's real sad at the end as well, but he gets to be a cat face and hang on Iris's mom. Wow. Yeah, the cat face Date is amazing. It's real funny. It's real funny. And both Mizuki's uh, and, and Aiba are like, can we murder him? <laughs> we would like to murder him right now. Uh, but like, yeah, at the end, they're able to like, they, they bring you Ryuki in a box. <laughs> and he's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> it was I hard to here. breathe in there. Also, I'm not entirely healed, but I'm good. Yep. Hello. I love that Tom is like, uh, he says something like, I'm all right. And Tom's like, no, no, I have you on a lot of painkillers right now. <laughs> yeah, you are doped up to <laughs> You are not okay. You are not okay. But then we get like, that great song and dance afterwards as well with everyone. Wait, we get the group. Because it's an eye game, so you get a you get a dance number to end the game with the true ending. Everybody does the the half to whole <laughs> dance. It's real good. Um, it was it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. We got the 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 double Mizuki's dancing and singing about boyfriends. Mm-hmm. Um. We got we got everybody in there. It's very good. It's real good. I love that. I love that. That's <laughs> how we end these things. Oh man. Um. So I guess is it time to talk about the Nile number? Yeah, ending? I think so. 
This ending mind f me. It's something. Because you, during that epilogue sequence, you get a number from Tokiko. Mm -hmm. And she's basically like, here's this number. Yeah, Mama tells you to go to the knife, the nice building. Um, and you get this number from Tokiko. And you told me where to put it because I couldn't remember where to put it. Because mm -hmm. I remember that question. I was like, this, this has to come back at some point. Yep. So eventually I learned that that was the thing. I was like, okay, that makes a whole lot of sense. Because there's a question she tells you like very early in the game. She's like, are you a frayer? Yep. And you're just like, no. She's like, oh, whatever. But if you go back and give her this number afterwards, it basically plays into the whole like idea like, oh, this is a simulation world. Because like everything glitches out and you get like the whole thing of Ryuki speaking gibberish, Japanese gibberish and whatever. Um and then, like, the screen resets, and you see, like, the bodyguards, like, T-posing. With no face. With no face, melting into the ground. Uh, Tokiko's, like, melted through the desk. And then you're able to walk around, and you're able to, like, have... There's, like, no clip is enabled, so you can just break out of the, the room you're in and see just, like... It's just, a, obviously, it's a room, because that's how game development works. Yep. And then you get to go to Tokiko, who's, like, way out in the distance, and, like, she tells you, like, Oh, hey, by the way, you know everything, so, like do you want to keep this knowledge for Ryuki to know and everything? And like, you can push forward and be like, yeah, of course. And essentially it changes the whole events of like the next six years where like, you know, the, the HB killings get solved very quickly. Everyone, like nothing bad happens to any of the characters. That, he gets a promotion. Yeah. Like no, second in command. None of the characters that had bad things happen to them have bad things happen to them anymore. Like everyone's real happy. Um, but like, there's this whole thing of Ryuki just being like, I don't know if this is the right thing to do. And he meets with the Mizukis and they're like, didn't something happen here? Yeah, like, like they have knowledge of the other wrong. timeline. And it's just like, it's, it's it's an interesting idea or an interesting take on the whole like super good ending. Yeah. Because you get that super good ending, but it's, it's one that like you feel like this isn't right. Yeah, you feel super uncomfortable by it. This is not good. <laughs> um, And it's great because like, they are in a simulation because they're in a video game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Uchikoshi is like, by the way, we're going to break this by showing you, like, you can go out of these this room. This is a video game. None yeah. of this is real. It's like, yeah. you are just messing with my brain, sir. It's one of the things we we talked about, like, last night about, like, you know, the, the ending of Danganronpa V3 tried to do this as well. But, like, it doesn't do it nearly as well because, like, it's 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 very insulting to the player essentially for like, you know, yes. getting invested in those games and everything. And then just like, well, why would you do that? That's dumb. You're, you're dumb for liking these games are fake. That's stupid. Um, and just doesn't really do that entire, like that, that idea of that ending well in really any regard whatsoever. But I feel like this does it in a much better way because it leaves you, it's not like explicitly telling you like, Hey, everything in this game is fake. Yep. It's giving you the option to be like, okay, which of these endings do you want? Which of these endings is the real ending for you? You know, it gives you that choice and everything. and also gives you, like, that little subtlety and, like, that hint of, like, you know, what else could be different about this? What else could mm -hmm. be... Where else could you go with this? Like, it's not just, like, blatantly hitting you over the head with, like, fake, 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 fake. It just right. gives you more of, like, a a little opening, a little window to being, like, what else What else we got open here for you? What, what else do you want to think about with this? But I think it just works so much better than that Danganronpa V3 ending. No, I completely agree with you completely agree with you i was so mad about that inning and this one did it so much better mm -hmm. um i'm trying to find 
because I sent it to you and now I can't find it again. The um, the translation of the like Mojibake thing that he says. I think you said that on my on Discord. Did I send it on Discord? I think you did. That would probably help me a lot. Yeah. Because if it's in our text messages, it's gone forever. Yeah, that's that's gonna be way back. Yep. Ah, here we go. I found it. Okay. Um, so he he's speaking in, in the Mojibake, which is basically um like an encoding thing where the symbols are all gobbledygooked up, like messed up. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you figure out a way to like decode it and translate it um according to this website it what he says is break it fray it achieve moksha this is a fictional illusionary world illusory world awaken everyone it is time for revolution open the gate of truth who am i where is this what time is it who are you i don't know i don't know i don't know Break this virtual space and liberate me from this false world. Help me, help me, help me. And I guess another thing that like helps with that that secret ending is that like they very clearly established you, the player, as like a character within this game. Yes. Like you are the frayer. And, and Mama even talks to you as the frayer when she's in the like smooth mode. Yeah, like right before I think she tells you about like the the way the timelines are, are the way the timelines actually are. Mm-hmm. Well, she's talking to the player when that's happening. Yeah, when, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, when she goes out of the trance, she's like, who is I talking to? What what was going on? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I see. Because they definitely mentioned the Freyer quite a few times. And it was like, I think at like near the end, I was just like, either this is like Ryuki or this is supposed to be us. <laughs> yep. And it's very clearly just like the play. They're, they're very clearly addressing the player. Yes. Which is another, I think wild thing to do and just like to make you have like oh we have two protagonists but also you're a part of this as well we're going to directly address you at times which Uchikoshi tried to do in the secret ending of VLR yes um but like this this way he actually like pulled it off in a in a way that I think worked better Mm -hmm. I agree um god I'm just like so mind blown by that 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 text and what he's actually saying yeah it's so messed up <laughs> um i i think the one thing that you like obviously you know you went through the secret ending and you were like well this was something uh-huh this was real messed up and then you get the unlock for when you do the secret ending, <laughs> which is something i was i guess i was kind of expecting at some point but also not expecting in this in this way whatsoever you knew um, that there was something that was big enough that I freaked the heck out. Yes, because like you, I remember you freaking out. Then being like afterwards, like once I did the secret ending, I was like, I don't really feel like that was big enough for her to be like, oh my god, this is what is happening. Ah, oh, the way you were, and then like I got the little pop up thing that was like, I forget what the exact text of it is, but it's like third class cabin. Yeah, third class cabin, much. and I was just like, no way. And you unlock it for 999 eyeballs. Uh-huh. And you basically do the beginning and the beginning uh, escape room from 999 as yep. Aiba. Yep. Instead of Junpei. And it's, it's recreated in 3D as a Somnium, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, holy crap. 
like oh man wow <laughs> like 90 percent of the the text in that is just copy paste from junpei mm-hmm. and they even like there's some of like the cgs from like the 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 console 999 yes. is thrown yes. in here as well but like they recreated that first escape room all in like 3d which is new yep, yep. which was something but yeah that was uh man oh man, man. I lost my mind when that came up I was like what is this oh man it was great because i already knew how to solve it i was like oh this is yeah <laughs> But like they even like gives you the bracelet afterwards so you can use on yep. the characters as well and like for five eyeballs. Tama is like, oh, I should be the I should be Lotus's number instead of this number. Yeah, <laughs> and this is like but yeah, that makes sense. Th- that that tracks. Yep. But <laughs> man, I was not expecting them to just do full the full on just like oh, we're just gonna we're just gonna recreate the beginning of nine 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 for you. Yep. Just like wow, man. It's real cool. It's really cool. Like that's a really good Easter egg. I agree. And a lot of effort went into that Easter egg. Yeah. It certainly seems like it, for sure. Like, all the sound effects are the same. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. But also, they had to do work because they had to recreate that entire, like, environment in 3D for this game specifically. Right. And figure out, like, how are we going to make sure that we place the items in a way that, it, like, it makes sense? Because, mm-hmm. like, the other thing was just, like, pictures. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. It's, it's wild. So good. At least Aiba's got a short dress, so she's not going to have like the wet pants issue that Junpei has. <laughs> it always upset me that I was thinking about the whole time. Like his pants are rolled up, like he's got like shorter pants on. Got floodwaters um, on. Kind of. They're like right below the knee. Um, but even still, he's standing in, like, a ton of water. And so it's like, yeah. that whole time, this man's going to be running around with wet jeans at the bottom. Like, oh, God, that's miserable. Well, probably everyone's also more just walking around with, like, wet feet and pants and whatnot. Yeah, the wet feet I didn't think about. But, like, the jeans in particular. They get out of that, that escape room. They're sloshing around. Wet jeans is, like, the worst thing in the entire world. You can just you just feel the squishiness in the shoes when you're walking <laughs> around. No! <laughs> no, I hate that idea. I would just go barefoot at that point. Probably and not a bad probably, idea. Probably die because something escape room happens, and it's like, well... <laughs> you need shoes on. There's a hazard here. Oh, man. But yeah, I had you walk me through that puzzle because I have obviously not played 999 with puzzles before. So, <laughs> and obviously I knew you would be like, okay, here's, a, you do this, this, and this, and you're done. Yeah. Because it's you. We had it done in like, what, maybe three or five minutes? Yeah, it was real quick. And I was like, hey, you need to go here. You need to pick up this. Here's the codes. All yeah. right. Put these numbers in. The end. It's I've, real cool. I've done that puzzle enough. I know what's up. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really really cool. It is really cool. It made me happy. Now I just want to see nine 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 recreated like that. Unsurprisingly. <laughs> yeah. Be wild. Mm-hmm. This game was good. Yeah. Um, I was real bummed when I beat it because I was like, oh, now it's over. I was kind of surprised there was not as many, like, branching paths as there was in, like, the, the first game. Yeah. Like, I think it makes sense, obviously, in the way they present this. But, like, you know, once you go through, like, the first half of the game, you're, like, you get one. And I was just like, this seems weird. <laughs> Where's all the branching stuff? Yeah, you don't get another one. Like, you have the, the Leon branch. 
Um, what other branches do you have? There's the uh. There's obviously the lockout you get at one point. The lockout, but that's not really necessarily like a that branch. Branch. Um. Uh, oh, you have the branch at um at um BB's Somnium. Yes. So those it's, it's those two, and then you have the Komiji branch in Ryuji's Riki's uh side of the game. Yes. So like, relatively speaking, especially for a Ushikoshi game, not a whole lot of like branching paths and all of that sort of stuff. But like, it didn't necessarily need it per se. No. Especially if you're gonna do like the whole f with the 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 flow chart in general, like I think that would make it more confusing. Right. If you wouldn't did that way. But yeah, um, this was a wild game. It was a wild game. It was really good. I'm I'm glad that I got to go back into this this universe because I was not expecting it to get a sequel. Yeah. Um. And now I wonder if they're gonna do a third game. I'd hope so. That'd be fun. Um. Remake VLR in the third game. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Um, I do have some trivia for you if you would like to hear. I love trivia. Um, in the game's announcement trailer, Bizuki is seen playing on a portable console, which holds various significance. <laughs> the console itself seems reminiscent of either a PlayStation Vita or a Nintendo Switch. The console is adorned with the Adora Rabbit sticker. Adora Rabbit is Mizuki's favorite mascot from her time in I. Mm -hmm. The game Mizuki is seen playing is the HD remake of Zero Escape, Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors. Um, okay. And then Mizuki plays her, her game atop the Okira Fishery Cold Storage Warehouse. Mm -hmm. uh, according to Uchikoshi, he finished writing the game's entire scenario by November, presumably 2020, eight months prior to the game's announcement. Wow. Uh, Nirvana Initiative contains almost no spoilers to the events of I, the Somnium Files, which he exclaims is due to a little gimmick in the game. <laughs> a little gimmick. On January 3rd, 2020, one and a half years before Nirvana Initiative was revealed, Uchikoshi asked on Twitter if fans would be interested in playing a sequel to the original I. The tweet obtained nearly 500 likes, more than 100 retweets, and over 100 replies from the overabundant request for a sequel. This this tweet most likely factored heavily into Nirvana Initiative getting greenlit into production. There's DLC costumes, obviously, mm -hmm. where you can dress up as a hot dog. Yep. There's a t-shirt that says Atame on it, yeah, based off of Date's Atame route. Yeah, and you can actually do that with Yuki, too. Mm -hmm. um, there's a t-shirt where you have them, Atama and Aiba in a gal with a galaxy background, which is basically the cat galaxy meme. Yep. And then there's also a t-shirt with Date, Boss, Pewter, and Kagami yelling very loudly, which is the uh, the reaction guy's meme. <laughs> just real funny. She just likes memes. Uh, the genetic scientists working at Horidori Institute of Genetics wearing the red hazmat suits are actually reusing a model from Virtue's Last Reward. Yes, that is correct. Uh, the models are nearly the same, with the model being higher quality with the logo for Horidori's Institute adorning the left chest area and their left forearm. Which, again, interesting. Yep. But yeah, there you go. There's some fun trivia. Fun trivia. I love trivia. Well, you would huh. like this game because there's a lot of trivia in it. It's, there's a lot of trivia. It's a good game. Yes. 
I would be definitely down to see another one of these games or also whatever Ushikoshi does because like he just does good stuff like he, he does good stuff this game I think as well just like really shows off like how good he is at like you know creating really interesting and well-defined characters like he's really good at character writing mm-hmm. um and just making really fun mysteries yeah like really really good at it there's a reason why 999 is like one of my favorite games and we mentioned um when i came out like that was definitely his like best work to date mm-hmm. in terms of like how he structured it, how he wrote it in general. Like it, it was very, very good. And he continues to do very good things. And also just think about like, how do I, how do I use like game mechanics and the story ideas to mess with people? Yeah. And he does. And it was successful. And, I, I was mind blown at a few points. I was like, what? 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 Maxwell also said, what? He's coming down. He went, meow. Hey, buddy. Don't step on Jared. Don't step on Jared. Ow. I'm in pain. Oh, no. So hurt. <laughs> oh, you got me, Maxwell. Well, eight pound cat stepping on you. Gonna suffer. Anyway. Um, that's all I got. That's all I got. Then we're done. Then we're done. So yeah, that's I the Somnium Files Nirvana Initiative. It's good. It's good. It's good. He's good. And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Mm-hmm. So if you'd like more from us, head on over to seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cool where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Jared and Now Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Ann Ladium, go to annladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Anime Checkup. You can buy our books, One Shiny Moment, a critical analysis of Love, Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast early, and a whole wealth of bonus content as well. Mm-hmm. Next week, we'll have something new for you. Yep. And eventually, I'm going to be in a new location. Exactly. Wilden. Wilden. Getting out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here.